Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. Today, our church celebrates the Feast of the Baptism of Jesus Christ by John the Baptist. Now appreciate the scene. People are going out into the desert to listen to John preach. And after a while, they wade into the Jordan River and confess their sins. And then they receive a baptism of repentance for their sins. Now the last person that you would expect to be lined up standing shoulder to shoulder with all these sinners, is Jesus Christ. And yet, there he is. Picture also in your mind, Jesus Christ now kneeling before John the Baptist, along with all the other sinners, to receive this baptism of repentance of sins. This event was incredibly embarrassing for the apostles and the early church fathers in the first few decades of our early church. It was very difficult for them to explain why Jesus, the Son of God, was waiting and wanted to receive a baptism for the forgiveness of sins. Now, when you stop and think, if there's anything that all four of the gospel writers should exclude about the events in Jesus' ministry and life, it would be this. And yet, we find this event, Jesus' baptism, in all four of the Gospels. And so it begs the question, why would Jesus do something that is so publicly embarrassing by subjecting himself to this humiliating act of this baptism? Notice in Matthew's Gospel. Now, today we read from Mark's Gospel because of the liturgical year. But Matthew's account is one in which John doesn't understand why Jesus is doing this. That's why John says to Jesus, I need to be baptized by you, and yet you are coming to me? See, this is very odd. John's exclusive mission was to prepare the way for Jesus Christ, and yet he himself is caught off guard and befuddled as Jesus himself is kneeling before John. Now, where have we seen this surprising behavior by Jesus Christ, where he catches everybody off guard? Well, fast forward to the Last Supper. Right in the middle of the Last Supper, Jesus gets up and he grabs a towel, a basin, and a pitcher. And he begins to wash the apostles' feet. Peter, like John in the Gospel for today, is so dumbfounded, even embarrassed, to the point of preventing Jesus from washing his feet. Now remember, foot washing was a task that was reserved for only the lowliest of all the slaves of the household. And yet Jesus, once again, is on his knees. In this case, it's in front of his apostles. He's performing what appeared to be another humiliating act. But was it really? 
For many years after Jesus ascended into heaven, the apostles struggled to explain Jesus' baptism. But after several decades, and through prayer, as well as through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, the apostles understood why Jesus was baptized and how powerful an event this was for Jesus as well as our church, such that there was no way, no way you could leave this out of any of the Gospels. Now, what I want to make very clear here, Jesus is the sinless Son of God who has no need of a baptism of repentance for sins. Jesus truly is the Son of God. He's the second person of the Holy Trinity. He is divine. Jesus never sinned, never will sin, because he is God. But nonetheless, he subjects himself to this humiliating act so as to identify himself with us in order to begin to save us. You see, Jesus stands shoulder to shoulder with us in solidarity. And it's the only way that Jesus could minister to us by first identifying himself as one like us. See, when we stop and think about that, then we see how powerful Jesus' baptism truly is. It reminds me of a story of a friend of mine. When he was in his early 20s, he joined an international organization to evangelize and provide missionary ministries throughout the entire world. Well, he was sent, along with three other guys his own age, to Tokyo, Japan, to evangelize the people there to Christianity. Now, when they arrived, they first wanted to evangelize the homeless. But it was a rough going at first. The homeless didn't seem to want to have anything to do with these four young men. Now, they couldn't figure out why. After all, these four guys treated the homeless in Tokyo better and with more respect than the residents of Tokyo did. Furthermore, they gave the homeless attention. They attended to their needs, providing them with meals and clothing. Well, after a few months, they finally realized why they couldn't connect with the homeless, despite their tireless efforts. My friend and his missionaries weren't part of the homeless people. They couldn't identify with the homeless because they weren't homeless themselves. At the end of each day when the work was done, these four guys went back to their apartments and they enjoyed a nice meal and they had a nice place to sleep. And then they got up and did the work all over again. Well, the homeless didn't have that. They lived on the streets. That was their home. So these four guys made up their minds to live in solidarity with the homeless in order to identify themselves with them and then be accepted by them. So they went out and they searched for four large boxes. And once they found them, they became their new home. These four young men lived in those large boxes for an entire year in the streets of Tokyo before coming back to the United States. Now, what's remarkable about this is they noticed that when the homeless saw that these four men were living on the streets like them, the homeless accepted them as their own. And because of that, these four men were able to successfully evangelize many of the homeless in Tokyo to Christianity. Well, I think that's exactly what's happening here with Jesus' baptism. 
He is baptized in order to be one like us, to identify himself with us. We have to realize we have a God that will go to any lengths to save us, even subjecting himself to baptism and washing feet. And yet in our eyes, eyes of faith, we recognize that they're incredible gestures of just how great God's love is for us all. Now, the last part of this homily, what I want to do is I want to highlight what's so amazing and so similar about Jesus' baptism and our baptism. Jesus is baptized so as to identify himself as one like us. Well, when we're baptized, in doing so, we are incorporated into the life of Jesus Christ. As Paul says, we are grafted onto Christ. At Jesus' baptism, we hear, water was poured over his head, the Holy Spirit descends upon him in the form of a dove, and we hear the divine voice of God the Father. Well, at the time of our baptism, water too was poured over our heads, and we were cleansed of our original sin. Next, we were anointed with the holy chrism oil, and in doing so, the Holy Spirit was imparted upon us, and in doing so, we became the adopted sons and daughters of God the Father. At that moment of our baptism, we began to identify ourselves with Jesus Christ because now we participate in his life. See, that's why I always say, baptism is the second greatest event in our life. The greatest event in our life, when we see the beatific vision, when we come face to face with God in heaven, that's when we know we will be with God and all the saints and the angels for all of eternity. Now, the similarities of our baptisms continue. Jesus is baptized, and it marks the beginning of his mission to save us and the world. And he does this by taking on three roles of priest, prophet, and king. Well, at the same time of our baptism, we promised God that we would live out those exact same roles as priest, prophet, and king to be a faithful follower of Jesus Christ. So, priest, what does that mean? Well, to sanctify, to make holy. Well, we strive to live holy lives. Kings, well, they lead people, don't they? And so we lead people to God, modeling our faith. Finally, prophet. Prophet means we preach the word of God always. And if necessary, we use words. Actions speak louder than words. Friends, today, our church around the world celebrates the great feast of the baptism of Jesus Christ. And we know why this is such an important event in the life of Jesus, our church, and ourselves. We recognize not just this is a celebration of Jesus' baptism, but we are also reminded of the importance of our baptism too. Since we share in a life of Christ through our baptism, now we must also share in the work of Christ. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.